I'm Tim Malloy for the Low Key Podcast, joined as always by Aaron Lanson and Keith Denny. We just made a new rule that whoever recommends the movie that we talk about every week has to introduce it. This is the last time we're doing it the old way. Aaron chose Day Shift, the new Netflix uh, vampire film starring Jamie Foxx, Snoop Dogg, and Dave Franco. But I'm introducing it because he regrets his choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just Aaron, go save me out right now. It's real. It's real. <laughs> oh, just so. Let's see. Day shift. Day shift. Vampire movie about day walkers. Essentially, uh, Jamie Fox is our lead. He is a bounty hunter who needs to get some money to pay for uh, some stuff for his family, and um, some shenanigans begin. He's posing as a cool guy. His wife, Megan Good, doesn't know that he's really a vampire hunter. There's just a lot. There's a union that Snoop Dogg is really good in. Um, Jamie Foxx has been kicked out of. There's a lot. Yeah, I, I figured we just get a basic layout, then get to some of the details that are, I feel like they're from 15 movies instead of one. But Right. Oh, this movie. I didn't, really... I didn't hate this movie. I kind of enjoyed it. Jeez. I just I, I just want to say that up top so we don't like so people don't think we're just gonna like destroy this movie for having our no I, no it's it's gonna be me doing there, that. There's, I think so, you, there's certain stuff I do like really enjoy about the film though. Yeah. So Keith, but, let's let's start with you and your overall thoughts. How how did you um feel about the movie? Well, I will say that like it's 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 one of those movies. It remind me of like I think I mentioned this and compared other movies to this. Like back in the day when you would be like up late at night as a kid and like watching TNT or USA and like this random ass movie that you never knew existed, you know, is is out and you watch it like real late and you wind up finishing it, but you like, oh, that was enjoyable. It wasn't necessarily a good movie per <laughs> se, but it was an enjoyable film. Like it, it like was a Steven Seagal movie. Yes, like a Steven Seagal movie, like pretty much where, or like this was entertaining at best, mm-hmm. um, and and corny as hell at worst, right? <laughs> I I really I really do enjoy the action though, like, but I'm a, I am a sucker for like action films and stuff, and I also like I also have a thing for vampire movies too. Yeah, yeah. I, what one thing I think that was that they really did good is I like the tears of vampires. I don't necessarily like how it was explained. Mm-hmm. It, um, and that was a script thing. Like, you know, like when they decided to explain us all these different um, vampire tears or whatever, mm-hmm. it just felt like it was too explaining, in, but in a very like kind of whack, like let me just spitball, throw all this information at you real quick. <laughs> um, but but it made sense. Cause, cause there, there's this thing like I always have where like, with vampire movies where I feel like these vampires shouldn't be so easily killed, right? Mm-hmm. But then when you explain to me like, oh, this is this generation of vampires, so therefore it's weaker. And then you got these other versions of vampires that are more like zombies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I liked how the vampires fought. I like how their bodies can like, you know, move like a co- contortionist in a sense. I thought that that was an interesting um, thing that they added. Um. So those are the things I liked about it. Um, I agree with all those points. Yeah. Now, certain things that I don't like about it is just pretty much the whole script itself. 
like just the story itself. Um, there was no characters that I really connected with. I'm also like me, I'm always very biased about the whole like tough guy with a child thing. Mm. I kind of don't like it. I think mm. it's like so overplayed. Um, and I also think that it's even when it's overplayed and it's done in the right way, like um, I know this might not be a good comparison, like Logan, for example. Yeah, it works, you know. Um, in this film, it doesn't work. And also, even the concept that you've been married to this woman, you have a child with somebody, and you've been a vampire slayer this whole time. There's no way that she ever knew. <laughs> and there's that's never explained to why she's that dim with it to not know that you're a vampire slayer. Also, um, I don't remember what she did, but him doing like, even if he's the best pool maintenance guy in California, you're not living in that house. And I, I got a billion. The details on this never make any sense. Every part of the details don't make any sense. Honestly, This just seems like a Netflix thing where people are staying in houses way outside of the means of anybody who doesn't work at Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's consistent in so many of the movies where it's just a person who's supposed to be just a normal person. I lived in California for years. I lived in LA for years and didn't even know people who had houses. <laughs> but you know how like and, people, and Megan people... Good is I was I'm sorry, I was just gonna say no, 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 no. Megan Good is also too fine for a normal person. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did well, actually I never like to say like this person's good looking or anything, but I did like that she was as like sort of glowing as she was because the motivation felt more real. Like he did, you felt his heartbreak a little bit more, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, the only thing I was going to add, Nancy, I definitely want you to uh, give your overall thoughts. I think, um, you know, <laughs> the, the stuff you're talking about, like with the homes that are like way too expensive. I mean, that just almost feels tropish from the 90s when every time you go to New York, like yeah, yeah. somebody who's an intern <laughs> is has some Manhattan apartment on the river. It's like, all right. Yeah, I can see the Hudson when I look outside. What? On that salary? But, you know, I don't know. Like, that's that feels common with, from people from a certain ilk. That You know, if they're the producers, you know, that's just kind of how they're going to roll with it, it feels. Yeah. I... I kind of like the script of this movie. I like the world building. I feel like anytime you make a vampire movie, it's basically just how are you going to tweak the rules from the normal vampire rules? And I thought some of the tweaks were good. I agree that the different types of vampires were cool. Um, I like that there's like a league of a league of vampire hunting gentlemen and that they have to abide by these ridiculous union rules. Um, I don't know. Just bringing Snoop versus vampires works for me. Uh, it felt like, <laughs> yeah. It felt like a straight to VHS idea for like a 90s movie like snoop dog in vampire hunter and you're like oh why did he sign on to that but then you watch it and you're like it's kind of good actually i thought he was fucking great um <laughs> jamie fox is always solid he's never bad um i thought dave franco was funny i really want his vanilla ice movie to come out and um i think i share a lot of references with the main writer on this tyler tice who won it who won slam dance with this script and i think 2017 I read an interview with him and his influences are Brad Easton Ellis and Tarantino and a couple other people who I really like as writers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely, I definitely, I feel like him and I are probably exactly the same age because we had a lot of the same references and have like the same kind of Snoop Dogg should be a movie star reference or reverence where it's like our introduction to Snoop was like, I'm the maniac in black Mr. Snoop Eastwood. And I felt like he was kind of playing a Clint Eastwood character in this one. And I like that. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. I um 
And, and when I say I don't like the script, I mean, there's so much that could be better. You know, like I do, I'm, I'm always liking the world building. That's why I was mentioning like the tears of vampires that I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. And and even just this idea um, of like, it kind of reminded me of John, John Wick too, like oh, this yeah. idea of like these, like, like this underground world, but then they kind of operate like a job, like a day-to-day job. Totally. Like how the the vampire hunters that's um the the better vampire hunters usually get the night shift. Um whereas the the ones that's like the um blue collar ones um do the day shift, which is less pay usually. One of the producers so with the fangs and all that. One of the producers is Chad Stahelski, who's the director of John Wick. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And the pre-sequel. So yeah, totally. And, and it also makes sense why the action is so you know, um, bombastic, but also fluid in certain ways, you know, like where it, it's like there's certain scenes that's very choreographed and stuff, especially when we get to the to the brothers who were like super badass. But then there's stuff where it's like you this, you can you can tell that these people are like like really struggling and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I always like that. Like the action is is it's pretty good. I, I like it on that level. I think it's just the character thing. It's like I just didn't care. Um, and then and then they throw in this like buddy cop stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and and man, I just cannot for the life of me get like how in these movies these guys become friends after one day. Like you talk <laughs> about, oh, you turned my friend into a vampire. I'm like, dude, this is not your fucking friend. Y'all just met and you treated him like garbage the whole time. <laughs> Like it, it's like stuff like that, and it's very to me that's very like I guess eighties nineties like action film type of deal. Um, but but see, but you can do that when okay, like Lethal Weapon gets away with the stuff. It Lethal Weapon. If you go back and watch those movies, those plots are like they are extremely complicated, like way more than you would ever expect. Like Lethal Weapon Three has basically like weapon smuggling with like you know armor piercing bullets and then there's like Compton gangs and you know Murtaugh shooting you know one of the uh the friends by mistake it's, just, it's all there's a lot happening but the reason it works and the reason you'll kind of vibe with it is because you're there because the chemistry is just off the charts because we all love Mel Gibson on the low-key podcast we Sorry, I'm sorry. I thought everyone was going to jump in. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I mean, you know what? You know, look, as an actor, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm and as a, I think he's a good director too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he got director chops. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, and look, Dave Franco. I don't feel like Dave Franco is doing a bad job. It's not really him. It's just, it's more like. The way his character's written doesn't quite it it, it just they him and and um Jamie Foxx's character Bud Bud and Seth like I just I don't feel like the way they're written kind of goes together all the way I can't even explain that all uh, completely before I get into anything I was about to say Tim did you have anything else you want to add uh, before no I I thought it was like serviceable I feel like they knew that they would need to have a buddy there was a lot of like formulaic stuff. Um, like knowing that they have to have a buddy cop dynamic. Um, I don't know. It kind of just gets by on charm. I, I feel like Franco is 
endearing. Yeah, he's got it's my issues with the characters playing are not about how he played it really. Um, yeah, but like, okay, I want to get into the stuff I like too. It's really, I almost feel like I just be repeating a lot of what you guys say, so I don't want to just kind of say the same things there necessarily, but I do feel like, um, the setting feels interesting. The idea that they're among us and like, you know, right next to us and like, you know, places we might not think the world building stuff, even thinking of like suburbs of being built on top of vampire corpses. There's a lot of things about this that I think are really interesting. I just don't think the pieces go together well. It feels like they're doing a ton of things from different subgenres that you know, when you put them all together this way, don't quite work. I like a lot of the things about the idea of like vampires having fangs and, you know, almost like you look at like a tree ring and you can see how old it is. And then they yeah. use that to like decide how much, you know, somebody gets paid. What didn't make any damn sense to me. And it, it's kind of like when you watch a, um, a a documentary and like somebody will come in with, with the, the drug cartel and because they, <laughs> they want the stuff to be shot and you're like, oh man, well, how much do you get for all this? Oh, like, 10 G's a week, like 10 G's a week. That's it? That's <laughs> really dangerous for that. And like, after Jamie Foxx does all that crazy shit in, in the opening scene, I'm like, oh, okay, that's a cool scene. And I can't remember how much money he got for it. I just remember it was for the effort. Stupid. It was a few hundred bucks. It was like, he should have just cleaned pools that day. The thing, okay, so like, look, I will accept everything with money in this movie makes no damn sense. From the house <laughs> that y'all were talking about, at the end to the idea that like they need to come up with ten thousand dollars right and she i think it was 10 whatever the number is it's not it's also an arbitrary number that she made up i mean because i mean i need dental work it isn't like and the entire payment is due on monday right (laughs) it's it's an arbitrary deadline. well the, the the real deadline if you want to like she said five for the school because that's really supposed to be doing it for and you know she tacked on the dentistry whatever but the idea first off that i can't get five thousand dollars for one of those teeth is kind of insane honestly i mean like i feel like i earned my check but i don't feel like i earned it like he earns it you know what i mean so the value of things feel off all the time to me like every time somebody's talking numbers about something it feels off and like you said the stuff with the house i mean I get. I guess the wife works. I'm not gonna say she doesn't because I don't know. I don't. You know, maybe I miss some. I don't want to come off sexist or somewhere, but I just don't remember if she works or not. But like somehow they're maintaining the house. Maybe he's paying for it. But the thing is, he can't be paying for it. She has to be doing something. Now I'm thinking about it again because he's struggling to keep up with stuff. He, you know, that's the whole point of everything happening. And maybe this came. Maybe he got the house from when he was with the union with union wages. I, I want to leave that open right <laughs> but it just still feels weird like they let him back into the union uh, you know off of uh snoop's characters um thing and then if you just kind of go down the line once seth is turned into a vampire it just doesn't come up with the union at all did he turn into a vampire well so cause, no seth so dave franco's character yeah he gets turned into a vampire that just doesn't come up that's when it's just it happening so fast that we're just going to whiz past that, which sure, is a good sure. screenwriting trick. It's like if it was happening fast enough, but it, it. it made me wonder though with the other vampires in the um in the in the union, and probably so Snoop is probably a vampire, and that would explain how he got away. Oh, some I, of this stuff. Well, see, this is sequel stuff. 
I mean, so, but yeah, I think it even could just be like on some, you know, the stuff you would do at the end of a 90s movie and you just bring back the charismatic character, like, well, I guess that's it, folks. You know, this like that's pretty much what it did. This is totally sequel stuff. This is totally set up as sequel stuff and like backstory. And we meet Snoop when he's 13 and he's turned into, I guess that wouldn't work because vampires don't age. We meet him 70 years ago when he's turned into a vampire or whatever. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that shit. I want more of this world, honestly. I, this story is kind of incidental to like the world that they're building. They need to make a movie in order to introduce the world. Mm-hmm, I feel mm-hmm. like now that they have this space, they can do more stuff. You won't show up for it. I might. I look, his, the, my, my issue with the film is mostly about some of these details that keep taking me out of the movie. Like, because it's, it's just like they keep introducing things that end up like not mattering that much. Like the code, like really all the stuff with the protocols and codes and, you know, violations, they're really there to act as a, um, I can't even think right now of like any taking, uh, terminologies for, for writing, but. I thought it was just code relief. Well, no, but they're there to act as a as a catalyst for change with Seth's character so that he stops being so stringent about rules. Right, right, right. And then when, you know, they go to that, um, uh, I can't even think what to call him now, but the guy who's like, you know, accepting the teeth and, and selling them off or whatever, or yeah, purchasing them. Um, so when, you know, um, but Jamie's character shows up and says, that's my friend. That's really my friend. You know what I mean? Like, screw your violations, this and that. Like, that's my friend. Okay, so this makes sense to degrees, but like... Can I just say, I'm so impressed that you know the names of all these characters and don't just call them Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco like I do. And Snoop Dogg's <laughs> character has a name. I do not know what it is. I'll just refer to actors for now to make life easier. <laughs> but I mean, really, the big thing is just... That's why that's there. But then it keeps... It's bringing me back to these other things to keep bringing me out the story. It's like, okay... So they established that because um, I, I, there's so many things I just can't remember all the way now because I saw it a while ago. But so Bud mentions like you got to like rub this stuff on you to like keep from being, you know, um, uh, right. your scent from That's being. When you go visit the pawn shop when you can do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. Like just it's a lot of stuff that just feels like details that come up, but they end up like not mattering this much and honestly the weirdest one that i just don't understand and again there's a lot of ways to get to an act three and and, and again these are like choices you don't have to get you have a destination you can get to that destination any number of ways right as far as like how buds excuse me jamie fox's um family is captured by the vampires okay So he shows up after, like, I, hey, that's that chasing was cool though. The car chasing can I, was cool. Can I say cool. one more thing about getting into Act Three, please? When there's always that stupid thing that happens to like get us to have the good guy go to the bad guy's headquarters mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To have the villainous tell the ten year old girl, "I'm going to turn you into a vampire and make you drink your mother," that was fucking compelling. That was like that is a dark fate, and I definitely want to see that prevented. So that detail and also that verbiage um that hooked me in that was so dark like you know why it didn't for me though because for some reason and i don't know why they did it this way like if i read it on the page i'd have been way more terrified than what i saw executed because they say Mm -hmm. that and the family just goes basically screw you like they're not scared at all the whole time they were the vampires they show no signs of like fear they don't scratch them up none of that 
which is fine. I don't need them to be harming the family on the way there. I'm not looking for torture porn, but it's just like there's nothing that's like frightening them, you know? Like it, it feels weird because they don't feel like they're threatened somehow. Um, yeah, they were remarkably true. brave considering. It, it's, it's like taking me out that they're not scared <laughs> to some degree. Like, but, but also, I, I just don't. Okay, so her revenge on Jamie Foxx, I guess, is supposed to be to turn his daughter into the very thing he hates, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, but the thing is, we don't spend... So, okay, here's another thing that they just... It's just character development that's kind of happening super fast. Like, we don't spend any time with it. And this is the kind of stuff, again, like, I'm trying to just enjoy the movie. They keep taking me up with this weird stuff. Jamie Foxx, at one point, this is before Seth gets turned into a vampire, says, like, can't trust vampires. Vampires are all bad. Like, I can't remember exactly verbatim what he said, but basically, like, He's not somebody that's like got wiggle room for people who what's well, gonna be well, yeah, I get you, people who are not vampires, whatever. Like humans are humans, vampires are vampires, vampires are bad. Okay, Seth turns into a vampire, and then he doesn't go oh, like I just gotta annihilate you. He he cuts his head off because he gets attacked, whatever, just as a reflex. Um, but they don't spend any time really talking about like, and Seth doesn't spend any time really. He's freaking out about the effects of being a vampire, but not the fact that he's a vampire. Because he was talking shit about vampires too. He studied them. He studied them almost like they were animals. They don't talk about vampires like people. No, he did. Seth Seth did say he did um, say something about them, you know, being human or the fact that they used to be human. And that, that's what brought up Bud's yeah. whole thing about like, no, nah, it's nothing well, you, human about them. They can't be trusted. Okay, so so that's true. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, you corrected me there. But he does not. So I guess the weird thing is like, I don't, at the very least, Jamie Foxx's character should, he, he's not grappling with the idea that like, well, the fact that he's with a vampire the whole time. Because remember, he doesn't trust that other girl that he figures is, is like the, I forgot what these uh, things are called, but like, her master is that that main villain, uh, vampire woman. And remember the girl who moves in the, an apartment near him, she's supposed to get close yeah. to him somehow, which I didn't feel like she got close to him. Again, just there's too much stuff in this movie in a lot of ways. But um, so she's like, he doesn't trust her at all. But then suddenly he just does because I guess he needs to, I guess. I don't know. It's just it's stuff just happening really fast. Like he he just has to entrust his the life of his family to people he barely knows and i guess it's just how it is and then snoop shows up and does his thing and helps and it makes it a path it's it's, it's just so much it's just kind of happening i I, yeah. I really did like that scene in the house of two with the brothers i do want to say that yeah that that's dope. probably one of the best yeah, that's great. um yeah. and 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 it, and it was also good because they show up and you never see them again yeah, yeah, I kind of wanted them to show up at the, at the end, but uh, you know, it's cool. No, but I, it's, I, something that's so, it's something that's so cool about that in a movie. I'm trying to think of another time that I've seen There's plenty of movies where, like that. Yeah, I can't think like, of no other examples, but that it, I was fine with it. Because yeah. when they showed up, they showed out. So it was cool. Yeah. And it's like the best part of the movie in a sense, but then these guys are no longer seen. Like, well, that end, they were so much cooler than you thought they would be. And when I say cool, I mean like cool factor, but more like like not jerks because Jane Fox carries is like, man, now you can't mess with them brothers, man. They trying to take over this, trying to take over that. And they were like, look, I mean, you, you trying to split? But yeah, <laughs> they, they were actually laid back. They were. Yeah. Yeah, they they were like definitely some bros, but they were actually like laid back at the same time. Um, I say, there are parts of this movie I I 
really enjoyed. But it also yeah. feels like, and another thing that I'll say about the story itself is that it's one of those things that I feel like it does just doesn't know exactly what it wants to be. So it's a whole bunch of stuff thrown into one. There could and be I a think, Tony Cooks thing because the yeah, uh, it might be that too. Yeah, Tice, the screenwriter I mentioned, won at Slam Dance, and then I think they added another screenwriter. And then there's a lot of producers, and I'm sure the producers have input, and I'm sure the screenwriters have input. I'm not sorry, mm-hmm. not the screenwriters. I'm sure mm-hmm. executives have some input. So yeah, there could be a little bit of that. And yeah. I, it, I this input is probably along the lines of like, hey, this is a really good idea. We like this world. Um, who are characters we could spin off? Who can we, you know, do in the sequel and the prequel and whatever else? Because I think I think Netflix does seem to think a lot about like what can we do with these with this IP. Which yeah, like because they I mean, kind of did something with Bright. They've been trying to do different stuff. Like you know, they just came out with that anime. So but maybe. but see the one I wish they would go back to is the other one Jamie Foxx was in. I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Um, but the power. Um, oh, they still might though. Yeah, that that was really intriguing. See that one with his, you know, I had thought he has done a lot of these movies where like he's the badass character trying to save his daughter from a thing. He's never saving his son. <laughs> it's <laughs> never the son. It's always the daughter. Well, he has a, da- a daughter. I, I I don't know if he has more than one kid, but I, I know he has a daughter. So maybe you know. It's, it's just a natural fit, probably. He, he got I feel like it goes back to Jack Bauer in 24. I think that's how it all started. Like, we yeah. got to save Kim. Or, or you know, like, uh, there's that movie getting ready to come out, Beast, um, with Idris oh, um, Elba. Yeah. Yep. It's, so, um, so. it's called Project Power. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I Super like that Power. movie, and I really would love for them to go back to that. That was a very solid movie. Yeah. I think a lot of dads. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying it was very interesting. It was cool. Dads must just like their daughters more than their sons. I mean, there's just no question. Oh, you know what it is? It's that there's that genetic thing that people are more likely, supposedly guys in high stress professions are more likely to have daughters. So if you're a fighter pilot, you're more likely to have a daughter. Supposedly. I don't know if it's true. Um, Mm. So probably these guys who are like tough ex-Marines or like he's a former astronaut who now works for the CIA on one last mission. They're going to have a daughter. It's just such a cheap way to give a person to care about a character. I just, yeah. it's like, it's, it's, cause it, I, and it's overused, you know, yeah. especially when your character is like so, so badass. But then the only thing that makes him somewhat soft is the fact that he has a daughter. I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of sick of it. Like, <laughs> the world is so sexist that if he has a son, people would be like, Get the fuck out of there yourself, kid. Why doesn't his son have powers? Yeah, yeah. 12-year-old man. Get up in there. And And if it's a girl and she's, you know, 14 and she kicks somebody in the butt and they fall off a cliff, you're like, that girl has, that girl kicks ass. You see these people mad. subverted expectations. Yeah, you see these people mad that anybody like (laughs) She-Hulk? I haven't seen She-Hulk yet. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't watched it actually. I actually enjoy what I saw so far. I mean, I'm not like jumping up and down about it, but because I, I do have an issue with the very I don't I don't like the Hulk in MCU in the MCU in the direction they take Hulk. But is, is is this because of what happened to him after that Thanos? Situation? Yeah, it's like after Thanos whooped his ass, it's like he became like that's a Hulk docile. <laughs> Maybe beat the savage out. <laughs> yeah, like and it's like I don't like a non-savage Hulk. It's just. 
Oh, it's just so fucking weird. It's like having an evil Captain America. Who calls for that? Like, or <laughs> you know, not even an evil, but like it's like having a what's the word? An anti-hero Captain America. Oh yeah, like like one. like like an edge lord Captain America. Yeah, yeah, like don't nobody don't nobody want that shit. Like it, it's just certain stuff people do, like, and it'd be like, then nobody call for this. I'm sorry. And then and then they wonder why people don't like Hulk. And it's and it's almost felt like you gave up on Hulk. And but then at least I don't know. I don't know much about <laughs> She-Hulk as a character, so I'm kind of coming in it into it with a blind eye. And sometimes when I watch stuff with my wife, it's more enjoyable than if I watched it by myself. Yeah, because she's watching it like damn near through the eyes of a child. Because she know, not saying she's a child, but you know what I mean. She she's not super familiar with the I IP. Love watching stuff with my wife when she's like, people can't fly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Like, of course, they like, that's fake. How does it? How does he have claws? That's ridiculous. I'm like, okay, that's that is very realistic. Actually, uh, there are experiments on Weapon X uh, throughout throughout right. Canadian history, and uh, this is just continuing. He's, you know, his manium lace skeleton. It's just, it's very well based. It's very well grounded. Yeah. Well, I, I remember appreciate it more. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I remember when that happened in Day Shift. <laughs> the claws yeah. came out. Do we have anything else to add about the film? Like I, I mildly enjoyed it. Like I thought it was enjoyable. It was pleasant. And now I feel like I sound like its biggest fan because I have to defend it um, no, against no. the person who made us watch it. <laughs> hey man, I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. All right, I trusted um, Jamie, who the most talented uh, comedian that we have in our lifetime. And so, and, and that's the thing. Jamie would give you something that. I don't know, man. It's like boom or bust for me. Like, man, when I'm in there, I'm like, oh, man, it's so great. And so I'm like, ah. Oh. But, you know, I mean, there are things I really do like about this movie. But, man, it just, I can't believe. Because, look, it's somebody who's, who just got through uh, having two kids at once in daycare, hearing that $5,000 is going to pay tuition for half a year or a year, whatever they were talking about, at a private school, my mouth was the gate. I was like, yeah. yo, oh, and yeah, that too. I was, I was like, <laughs> what year is this? Like, I don't, it just, it just kept taking me out. But I, there's just so many little pieces I love. And I just, can't, we didn't spend much time talking. We talked a little bit about the Lord of the Vampires, but like, I really did like the the main antagonist and like, just, she just really did well in each scene she was in. I feel like she really, um, she did the role very well. I, I, I just you wish the pieces felt, just came together better i think hollywood should have financial consultants to just tell them how much things cost because they're like my kids daycare costs eighty thousand dollars a year that's normal right and you're like no it's not no it's definitely not <laughs> oh so what would a normal parent pay like 800 no again like you're way yeah. off and they're like i gotta get 50 bucks to go get some milk no that's not how much yes yeah, so it's costs. like watching the rest like, of development she's like how much could, could some bananas cost ten dollars <laughs> Yeah, or, or just just give the character more interesting motivation for what he does. Like, that, yeah. that's, that's look, dude, ain't nobody killing no damn vampires for no thousand dollars each. I don't know if you real good. No, man. no, a thousand, e- dude, put a zero in that at least. You could die every time. A thousand, because okay, now that is one one tiny complaint about I got about this movie. This is the 
you know, like when you watch a like a football game, and when the game's done, the quarterback got a clean jersey. You're like, damn, <laughs> how did that happen? He didn't get touched. This movie, like, uh, other than like Snoop, well, okay, no, nah, everybody else got got hit. Let me not even lie like that. Um, but Jamie Foxx character literally came out with a clean jersey. It felt like. I mean, he got hit some, but he didn't look injured when it was done. <laughs> you know, like at least normally, like you know, you got your character limping or something. <laughs> He got more <laughs> blood on him and stuff. Yeah, he he felt more superhuman than the vampires in some cases. See if that um, like people humans are getting punched like with with like G forces and like. <laughs> but you know, uh, there's also like this thing and like if if that's exp- if there's a thing where it's like vampire hunters are more advanced than a regular human, like how they are in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, for example, then it makes sense, yeah. right? Well, his wife, I guess his, his wife, Lord, his, I'm like, I'm rushing this. His wife got some work too, and she ain't come out injured. So I don't know. Like, I can let it go, but it was funny as hell to watch like a regular person get punched like across, you know, a, a boss layer and then just get up and start setting up traps. <laughs> so, oh, man. But overall, I'm, like, the movie has a lot of things that are fine. Some things I really like, but it just took me out of it with the details. I just can't believe they got vampire hunters doing stuff for like less than a thousand dollars. Like that. You, and you living just in can't, our houses. Dude, like, come on, just please. If Hollywood needs financial consultants like that, I'm, I'm willing to be a researcher. Let me do it. I will find <laughs> the numbers for you. But just that, that kind of stuff really just had me like, what is happening? Why is anybody working this job <laughs> at all? Maybe I'm the only person that feel like a thousand dollars a head ain't that bad. I mean, we ain't talking about even here. That'd be hard to do with regular people. But no, I'm saying contorting and doing all this. What I'm crazy. saying just the, the 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 thing is, it's not necessarily saying that you just off back gonna get paid that much. You they might get paid less. It off. They're basing it off the 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 fangs, right? So you never know what type of vampire you're gonna come across. So they they let it they let it be known sometime in the story that if you're hunting vampires during the day shift, they're not gonna be the same level of vampires that you might come across at night. It well, is. I mean, but they say that, but I don't even and, know. And you're usually the another thing that they do hint at is that even though Jamie Foxx character, even though Bud is a badass, he's actually not that good. Meaning, like, mm-hmm. yeah, and they, they do. I think in say the that. ideal situation is that you want to kill the vampire in the day while the vampire is asleep. Which yeah. would... the other thing is, if it's a thousand dollars a day, that's half a million a year. I mean, he actually mm-hmm. could live in that house. Sorry, screaming. Mean, yeah, and if you kill I mean, like five vampires in one little nest, yeah, that's five okay, right but, there. Okay, guys, we're, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about he did multiple jobs alone and so yes a thousand dollars a day is a lot except on each job you could turn immediately i mean there's mercenaries who probably don't get a thousand dollars a day turning is but maybe he doesn't mind being a vampire like maybe vampire has some i mean but 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 but, what's me jamie a thousand dollars is a lot of money for some people i'm just saying it's a it's a lot of it's it's a lot of money if you can make it out alive. And that everybody is, everybody ain't got it like you, man. 
I know some people right now that if they could be vampire slayers, they'd be a vampire slayer in a second for that thousand. Okay, because we're in America and healthcare costs have gone up two hundred percent over the last decade. That's why. But like, that's a <laughs> what people are willing to do in in risk is different from somebody who's look. Blood is not. Let's not act like he's like if we were doing like tiers of like a a to f grade. He's not at f. He's probably not at c. He's probably like low b. Or something so like that. An okay vampire star is making half a million a year. While he's out of the union, right? And all why that. doesn't he have if he's making that much money? Why, why is it hard for me to get fifty thousand dollars? I just don't thank you. Look, this yeah. look, even if we were gonna I'm saying, like, look, if we really did the math on it, yeah, you could talk about how that's a lot of money, but clearly he doesn't get look, that tooth he got was not a she wasn't an elder, right? So, like, she was just off of being an elder. So, like, the tooth would have been a whole lot more with that. But what they're basically saying, if, you, if what I was trying to get to, basically, you're not normally getting a thousand. You probably get a thousand total for like killing like everybody he killed in the bowling alley or something, right? But anyway, it, this is boring, when, probably when for people listening movie, to podcasts. The economics of it. People will talk about it long afterwards, and we're talking about how much money you can make for killing vampires. I think they've done their jobs. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Man, man, that's that's too dangerous a job for for a thousand a two potentially, and and that, that's for for a close elder for for these normal ones. You're probably getting like a hundred, two hundred, <laughs> like no, no, too many, too many. Maybe I'm not risk averse. Well, I'm too risk averse. I I need to like change my attitude and think of this differently. But that's I'd rather be you know punching the clock somewhere. All I'm saying, if I'm that. good at it, I would be doing it. Well, yeah. If you there's people going to war for college tuition, right? Well, that <laughs> look at it now. <laughs> I mean, look, I think people are willing to try to do it from the sidelines, and not probably not vampire fighting. That would be interesting, though, if like they use college debt as a recruiting tool for the union. <laughs> well, I didn't insane. know we were going to get all political on this episode. Oh man! Ooh. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I'm just referencing something that some Ohio Republican just said, but yeah, whatever. That's a whole other thing. Anyway, if you got this far, clearly you're halfway intrigued. Clearly you have insomnia. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Um, no, but we appreciate you being here. Um, definitely let some other people know about the pod. If you got this far, uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, and definitely follow us on the social. Keith, where can they find us? Um we're just on Instagram right now at the low key pod. Perfect. And much more interestingly, Movie Maker. Tim, what's going on there? We made our first low key podcast video. We're going to try to make longer videos in the future. Um, yeah. But this gave you a little taste of what everybody looks like in a tiny, tiny square, um, mm-hmm. sort of blurry with some silly graphics on top. So uh, check that <laughs> out on our YouTube channel. <laughs> I will have Ooh. a better camera soon. But it, Oh, it's no, I'm not on. saying that. Your camera looks good. I just, no, this camera has been with me since college. It's time to upgrade. Well, well, I'm learning to edit videos and finding the right programs and things like that. So it'll get better. We'll improve. Thank you, you for up, uh, Predator Explained in 49 seconds. That's where oh, I'm sorry. Pray, pray. 49 seconds. You can watch Aaron do just that while Keith and I go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I was much more impressed with that movie. Pray is great. Watch pray. <laughs> Come on, don't don't do day shift like that. No, I'm well. I admit, I, I didn't say don't watch day shift. I said watch pray too. It's a great movie. Yeah. 
Anyway, right, <laughs> we'll holler at y'all on the next one. Whatever that happens to be. Right. Cool. Peace. See you. Peace.